Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. My name is Colin, and I'm your host. This week's episode is with Caitlin Gadula. She is a mindset coach, and she is based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So this particular episode was recorded over Zoom, so you'll notice that with the sound quality. So I apologize if it is not the same sound quality as some of the other episodes that I've had, but regardless, the content is awesome. We talked about self-love, self-awareness, self-acceptance, the importance of discipline when you're trying to be successful at anything, and how we both cut back on substances and using them to try to change our mind and becoming more of a better version of ourselves, becoming the best versions of ourselves. So, great Great conversation. We talked for a long time. I had to cut it short, as I do with a lot of these episodes, because I could have talked to Caitlin or Katie. We could have talked for hours, so, and we did. We could have talked for more hours, though. Hope you enjoy our conversation, and remember to leave a review, subscribe, follow, like, do all that good stuff if you enjoy the podcast. New episodes every Monday. Appreciate you being on today. Welcome to the, everybody to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. Uh, we are doing this over Zoom just because I am not able to easily travel to Pittsburgh right now. Uh, <laughs> so I appreciate you being with me virtually here. Uh, and I don't want to butcher your last name, but I obviously know your name is Caitlin. And I've been following you. I found you on TikTok and I've been making a lot of relationships on for podcast guests and just people that are, you know, clearly on a good path and trying to live a better life, whether that's on TikTok or Instagram, I've kind of developed a small like community of people and you have been one of them. And I'm glad I'm able to have you. This is your first podcast too, which is awesome. This is my first podcast. Thank you for inviting me on it. Um, yeah. My name is Caitlin Godola. So it's easy to picture that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what was the right way to say it, but I, you know, I obviously don't want to. I get butcher. tons of variations. Me so. too. Me too. Because my last name is Stray Jack, and everybody wants to stay Star Jack, and I'm like, clearly the R is first, but all right, we'll go with it. <laughs> it happens all the time. So we'll start by you know giving a brief intro of what you what you do as far as with your mindset coaching and uh, some of the things we wanted to talk about today. And uh, we'll just kind of go from there. Okay. So um, basically I never like had aspirations to be a mindset coach, but about two and a half years ago, I would say that um, I kind of just went like a, 
without getting too much into it, I went like on a deep dive of like getting to know myself and mm-hmm. um, just like a whole like self-love journey. And it was kind of very spiritual for me as well. So um, throughout that journey, I kind of became like an entrepreneur and started um, writing mindset programs, which are like, um, for me, they're 30 day, 31 days. And I do them like every other month. Um, basically they're like programs that just promote like self-love and, um, ask you questions like journal prompts. And, mm-hmm. um, so you can get to know yourself better and like maybe questions that nobody would ever think to ask you. And, you know, sometimes we're not taught those things of like, how should we get to know each other, like know ourselves? Yeah. So um, just bringing that out, I used my, all of my journal prompts um, come from my own journals that I have done over the last couple of years and how I've got to where I am today. So I think that's like a really awesome thing that I'm doing. They just got put on Amazon and I. So you, self pub- a- you self-published it then? I did, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, just my author copy came to me the other day, and I was just like so excited that I'm finally going to be able to promote these on like a bigger scale. So, yeah. Yeah, that's where I might be able to help you with my marketing. There we go. <laughs> right. So what prompted the deep dive and sparked like, I want to you know, really get to know myself and really figure things out on a deeper level. (laughs) Something had to spark that. Obviously, It did. I actually have this story like in my mind for ingrained forever because I was sitting at my sister's table eating dinner with her and her husband. And I just started crying into a taco of like, I was just so upset because I was doing so much research on politics and like, stuff like that I don't even know if you want to go into that on here but I my what I would call an awakening was triggered by politics and finding out some of these truths or not truths that I have discovered and I'm not even going to tell you what I was like deep diving at the time because it's a little triggering I guess but um I was just like this can't be like the truth. So um, I kind of was like working at a corporate job at home at the time. And I- This is pandemic times? This is pandemic times. It was March or April to 2020. Okay. And um, I was just like, this is not for me. Like I knew, I kind of knew it wasn't for me, but I eventually, like a year and a half later, got laid off this job and it was like a a contract. So it wasn't technically like my contract just ended. But um, as soon as they told me that they weren't renewing it, I was like on the way to Myrtle Beach. Like I got on a plane the next day and stayed with my friend and um, worked there for like the next three weeks. And then um, I just got a job on the beach. And kind of was just like figuring my stuff out. But I would initially say what triggered that was a breakup, the career 
like coming to an end, mm-hmm. which was like the best blessing ever looking yeah. back. And um, just by doing deep dives on politics, I guess. What those three in conjunction were just like the icing on the cake for me to be like, I do not know what the heck is going on anymore. I have to figure it out for myself. And so a lot of friends decided, I don't, I want to, I don't want to like talk about anyone like that, but they just gravitated away from me. Mm-hmm. And um, as I became like this new person and I saw it happening and I was like, why is this happening? But something just told me that I was on the right track because yeah. of that. And, um, yeah. I know about, like- I know all about making new friends and losing a lot of friends. I know all about that because of lifestyle changes I've made. It's, I, it was very eye opening to me because I've had, I had a lot of the same friends for a while um like decades mm-hmm. and um I was the part I was the girl that like just drank on the weekends to get through and like just work to drink on the weekends it was like this never-ending cycle yeah that's and yeah. um when I got out of that it was just like I was no longer relatable and I think that's what a lot of my friends friendships and relationships like many others are are based on is like just being relatable and um and drinking especially yes and drinking which yeah I don't really do anymore I will on occasion but um as I'm starting to go further and further down this path of like self-love and acceptance like I had to be alone for a while but now I'm like incorporating my life back in with like um like I wouldn't say like older friends but just meeting people where they're at more so than because I've met myself at that deep level now oh I get it yeah yeah just kind of like circling back I hate when people say that but like circle back and um just hear that a lot you hear that a lot in the corporate world circle when people say that like that makes my blood boil actually yeah i don't know why but (laughs) those cliche corporate sayings that's one of the big ones yeah i hate it and i can honestly remember one co-worker saying it so much i was like please stop yeah We all have our own little sayings that we say too much. I've noticed that more just because I record myself so much doing things, whether that's video or doing the podcast. And uh, I notice, I notice I say uh, a lot. I don't say, um, I change that. That's a customer service thing that I changed that some, a manager actually taught me. She's like, he's like, I can honestly say that I say like, yeah uh, so much yeah (laughs) like is another one (laughs) yeah it's it's frustrating it's tough to break that habit too once you become aware of it though yeah it it seems to be really easy I actually like whenever I say something that like I don't like agree with or like I am trying to break I'll like do something with my hand like a just uh swipe it like on my finger something Mm -hmm. I know you can see me but I'm trying to like 
explain it for the podcast. Like I'll just yeah. like um, make a swipe on my hand or something. So like it triggers my brain to like be aware of it. So like it'll become natural and I'll be like, oh, wow, I just said it again. So it's a little tip. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good to know because I've noticed that mainly like I said, I would, I do comedy. So I've been recording myself as much as I can. And so I can figure out what I do, you know, whether it's like not necessarily just with the jokes, but what I'm doing with my hands. If I'm like looking at the audience, if I'm not looking at the audience, if I, you know, am I saying, uh, too much? Am I pausing too much stuttering, things like that. And just trying to pick up on those things so I can, fine tune some of these jokes and like i said i've been able to get kind of uh i wouldn't say i'm uh where i want to be with comedy because comedy is one of those things where you just it's constantly evolving and i don't expect to be you know where any further than i am right now which is good i'm comfortable with where I'm at as far as with my comedy career and because I've only been doing it it's not it'll be two two years in April so it hasn't even been two years yet and I had a little bit of a gap there so the fact that people even ask me to be on shows is good enough for me right now like I don't expect to be making a lot of money doing it it's one of those things like I was talking about with podcasting where it's a long game like you have to be consistent you have to keep going to open mics. And yes, discipline is so important. Very being important. Successful. Extremely. My dad is putting up a wreath outside my window, coincidentally. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I thought if you can hear him. I don't think he's. I can't hear it, so you're good. Okay. Um, yeah, discipline is something I teach in my mindset programs. Like, I think that is like the whole point of why I wanted it to be 31 days and like every single day I'll text um, you like two paragraphs in the morning and the night. It's like just training your brain to do something every single day, no matter how you feel. And like even at your worst, like you're doing, you're thinking about something that is going to make your life better in the days to come. Like, so by doing like 31 days and having like to hold yourself accountable for a month is like just the discipline that you'll learn and like realize how much you're holding yourself back is just crazy. The awareness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Discipline and self-awareness are two huge things that are very important mm-hmm. when it comes to self-growth. And self-love, obviously, too. Kind of goes hand-in-hand, I think. So about your coaching, you've been doing that for, we talked about before we were recording, just about six months now. So it took you a little bit of time to kind of develop an approach and how you wanted to do it, or uh, just like you weren't kind of on the fence about it, or you... Or you knew that was what you wanted to do. You just wanted to make sure, you know, before you actually started seeing clients and things like that, you had it 
Yeah. So I want to preface this with like, I don't have any um, educational background on psychology. I do have like um, a math degree and my MBA. Um, but, so I've taken theology, philosophy, stuff like that, but I haven't taken, like, you know, I haven't, I'm not well versed in these um, mindset things from a book which I think is important and which makes me a little unique um I've done everything based off my own experience Mm -hmm. and um I just think that's important as well as like using your reality to your advantage um I don't know maybe that will fly over some heads but um like I trust like I don't say anything that I wouldn't stand behind because I've I've seen this many times I've experienced it many times so um I did not know at first that I wanted to be a mindset coach like I was just kind of I want to do event planning and like bring people together like having book clubs that like restaurants and stuff like that like I just wanted to be part of the community and then um things changed a little bit for me and I there were some sound quality issues here for a second there, so we had to adjust, but back to it. So, what was I saying? Um, you're okay, talking about getting like, into coaching because you wanted to do event planning at first. Yeah, so um, I kind of just was going through with my like business coach at the time, and um I joined like a group of girls that probably like 10 girls and um, we just kind of got to know each other. And I felt as if my like really strong attributes for the group was being like very intuitive and um, just helping people like just by the conversations, like I would just have these like realizations while I was talking to them and they would make sense to them. And I really wasn't sure what was happening there, but um, I could help people evolve their mindsets in a a way that was holding them back for um, sometimes periods or years in their life. So it just became like my role in the group, I would say. That was like, go to Katie for advice. And yeah, um, like, she's going to tell you those hard things that you don't really necessarily want to hear or that you would ever think about. So that's kind of where my area of expertise came in. And I was like, this is not something that you can, can learn from a textbook or from like regular education. I don't think, um, maybe one year I will go back and do more schooling, but yeah, being able to, (laughs) No, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but yeah, I think that's important. Just knowing that you have this, you know, another thing I say that I don't like that I say, but I say for the, for lack of a better way to put it, I say that way too much, but for lack of a better way to put it, uh, you have this gift. There is this set of skills that you've realized that can help people. And like you were saying, they're not skills that are necessarily taught. 
not everybody is good with people and good at listening and good at uh, engaging and creating good conversations and pulling information out of people. It's not something that everyone, you might be able to learn it a little bit, but like to be naturally gifted at it is rare. I mean, it, it's something you're going to notice and other people are going to notice. And I've, I, I kind of noticed that with myself as well. And people have told me, and I've had a lot of experiences where people have told me things that after that, like, I've never told that to anyone, or I've never, you know, I never thought about it that way. Or um, mostly I've never said that to anyone. I just felt comfortable sharing that with you. Things like that has happened to me multiple times. Yeah. And I'm just like, well. I think as like more self-aware people, um, we can kind of pick up on like traits and certain behaviors for people like that. Mm -hmm. Even when others do it subconsciously, like when they're coming up and saying to you like, um stuff about their lives that they might not have told anybody it's yeah like, even strangers will like not tell me about like like their deepest darkest secrets but it'll start talking to me and then just start telling me stuff i'm just like yeah and i don't stop I actually, them i actually had a conversation with this lady um in work the other day for like an hour and a half to the point where we like actually forgot to like do something for work because <laughs> we were just like so like she was telling me everything about herself and like I just like loved listening it was like maybe we're good listeners too and um people can like know that about us and that's helpful yeah um I think subconsciously like you could maybe they could maybe pick up on that as well like by um how self-aware we are or like drawn to us in some way Yeah, I think that is a thing. It's definitely been something I haven't really picked up on until like the last few years. Mm-hmm. Because I've been doing a lot of therapy and also doing a lot of just talking to people and listening and you know, doing the podcast, facing fears head on doing mm-hmm. things that make me uncomfortable and it's just made it's opened up like i feel like a different like level of living that i living my life that i didn't i don't know it just changed another saying that i hear all the time is change the game it's kind of like changed the way I, my perspective, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. That probably happened to me like in March or April of 2020, like my whole perspective has changed and it's really like you, it's like a whole new world. Like there's different like rules to the game. Like it really is like a game and Mm. it's, when you br- like bring awareness to that, like you'll see the synchronicities and um, just like learn how to actually play the game once you realize it is a game, which was really 
if we're overthinking here, this is what I think about all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like a lot of what my mindset courses and um, like one-on-one coaching is about is like learning to play the game. And like, I call it my self mastery book, like learning how to master the manual for yourself. Like if everyone had a manual, like learning out yours and learning how to read it and like learning it if it's in a different language like figuring that out can be a little hard because a lot of society is uniformity and um sometimes we're we're a little bit more complex than um, just the standard status quo yeah when you talk about manuals i feel like for a lot of my life i was like of course I'm going to make a joke about this, but I was like, Hey, I was like a stubborn dad. I just didn't, I just didn't read the manual. I just did whatever I wanted to. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was, that's how I lived my life for a long time until around 27 is when I started really changing things and changing my lifestyle and I'm 32 now, so it's been quite the, I'm just continuing to evolve and grow and become, my thing is like my mantra or whatever is just to be the best version of myself. And I have to work on that every day. Yep. Yep. It's like, it goes from like you against the world and like the old game and to like you versus you and then you game. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it is. It's like yeah. I'm not really worried about what other people are doing. Uh Yeah. I mean obviously, you know, I fall into the trap of comparing myself to others. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been me versus me for a while. And a lot of like picking where your energy goes like I feel like I only have like a hundred points per day and I have to like use those points wisely on like different things I want to put my energy to like include and they have to like include working out now and meditating and listening to frequencies and work uh, I already said working out I think um just like getting enough sleep eating good so a lot of that in the new game, like it's really hard for you to go back to old habits if you want to not feel as good as if you were doing all those things. So. Yeah, I recently implemented wor- the working out thing was very hard for <laughs> me, uh, as well as diet. Uh, I'm still working on that, that my diet's not very good at all, but I at least implemented working out about uh, a little over a year ago. And I've actually stuck with it and been consistent before I would just join gyms and be there for a month or two and then fall off. And this is the first time I've actually stuck with a pretty consistent gym routine. And it's been, you know, great for me physically and mentally. Yeah, it's it's a game changer for sure. Like I, 
I try to go once a week and sometimes like this week it was a huge struggle for me but I went yesterday and then last night I did like an hour full stretch on just in my room and like just remembering to stretch is like I oh, think yeah. my my biggest like self-love hack is stretching like I if I don't stretch for a week I can actually tell do you do like yoga type stuff or just yeah it's like yoga I just type in full body stretch and sometimes yoga videos come up but mm-hmm. um like on YouTube but um yeah that has been probably my number one through like this whole self-love journey it's just because I believe that like a lot of our traumas and um, like diagnosis come from trapped energy inside our body and like past emotions and getting more into the spiritual aspect of my business, I guess, is like energy work and energy healing. And um, I think moving your body is like really, really important for releasing trapped emotions and obviously intention too, but um, like just stretching like a lot you can actually store a lot of trauma in your hips and just doing hip stretches every day you can actually see really big improvements in your mood so I really love stretching a lot (laughs) that explains why so many people get into yoga because that's I mean it is mainly stretching it's and breathing breathing oh yeah breath work um, that's a whole different topic of self like incorporating the self-love um, it's it's crazy like what breath work can actually do for you and then like clarity that it can provide it's crazy yeah I have a, a friend of mine that does like a little routine before he goes on stage a comedian yeah like a breath work routine that he does if you were to like, um, I don't know, people call those like rituals kind of like just like a, like a routine, like a yeah. morning routine, morning ritual. I kind of like, I don't know, like maybe ritual is the wrong word to use for what I like do. Maybe it's more of a routine, but yeah. um, if you were to like incorporate one of those into your, um, into your set, like that would be pretty cool like if you did something every time before you went on stage to like just to see like how it affects you I think that would be like a pretty cool experiment yeah because I really don't have one right now (laughs) I'm all about experimenting things and like I believe that like changing your small habits can like really ripple into your life so um, yeah starting small is important because otherwise it's overwhelming too yeah. So like like um, just doing the gym once a week instead of saying I'm gonna go every day, you know? For sure. Like that's like almost impossible. And by doing that, I have actually went to the gym for two and a half years solid one one time a week or two or more. But um that one time a week, that baseline was like really needed i should have said yeah. the baseline at one i said it at three and uh, three times a week and uh ouch <laughs> i've hit it 
<laughs> mostly, I would say 75% of the time. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so at my least go one, twice. My one client went every day for like four or five months so far. Like he tells me like he missed maybe a couple, like seven total. I'm like, you are, you have so much more discipline than me. Like good for you like that's crazy that is good but also like seven is a little intense (gasps) i that's a little bit of an obsession i think but i don't know that's just me speculating because i feel like you need a you need a day you need at least one day to take a rest your body like man like he's going hard i i respect it it's a lot of discipline but man I couldn't. No, I'm not. Yeah. I thought about upping it, upping it to maybe <laughs> maybe four or five at some point. Not right now, but never every day. I would never do that. Just personally, I just think that's overdoing it. Yeah, I think that like if you lead more of a simplistic lifestyle, like you don't have like extra hobbies and stuff and you're not. I know I'm guilty of this, so I'm going to be the first one in a minute, but scrolling on TikTok for like five or six hours a week oh, or man. maybe a day. <laughs> yeah, I caught myself doing that yesterday. I almost do it every, <laughs> I, it's almost a daily thing at this point where I'm just like, yeah, I've been scrolling on TikTok for way too long. What is wrong? <laughs> like, the, I'm, this past you feel week stuck. in particular has been like very... It feels like I'm being warped in and I'm like trying to fight it. I'm like, no, like I need to be doing stuff, but I have a few days off from work. So I'm like, I'm just relaxing. Like this is my TV watching. Did you get the whole week off for Thanksgiving? Uh, No, I worked like Monday through Wednesday, but I have like four days off till I go to Chicago on Monday. Nice. That's awesome. I yeah. had to work yesterday, so. Oh. Yeah. No. I chose to. It was it was either I could work yesterday or have a couple days off in December. Like there was like three different days we had to work uh in my at my job. And um I've worked the day after Thanksgiving in my job for many years and i know it's not because i don't work in retail or anything so it's not that busy it's kind of it's it's kind of a breeze so i've been doing that this is probably actually my first no second year that i didn't work on black friday yeah i used to do the retail i used to work in retail that was brutal yeah I remember I pulled a 24-hour-plus shift, like, Thursday night at, like, Thanksgiving, like, 8 o'clock, and I went to, like, midnight the next night. <laughs> it used to be crazy. Yeah. I was, like, 18, maybe. Man, where was that at? Um, Hollister. <laughs> Jeez. Back when, yeah, like, I don't think I worked there, like, 17, 18. Yeah, mine was best. Mine was best by. That's that was my high school job, and some oh, college. Wow. Yeah. You on the geek squad or? Everyone asked that, but no. Uh, <laughs> I was not cool. Enough. I was not 
I wouldn't say cool enough. Uh, I was not geeky enough. <laughs> My skill set was not quite there. You have to go through certain uh, additional training for that. I uh, imagine. No, I was just, I worked in pretty much every department though. I started like just working the register and customer service. And then I moved out to the floor and worked in every single department in that store. Wow. Yeah. I bet that was not fun during um, Black Friday. For sure. It wasn't the best deals. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Um, it went by really fast, though. That's the thing. Like, true, yeah. It was just like so much chaos, and just like you're just constantly just always doing something, and it just goes by really fast. But yeah, working like eight to ten hour shifts, and that's more than some of my friends would work in a week at their jobs. And mm-hmm. uh, I was I would work like. My senior year, I was working like 20, 25 hours a week, usually at Best Buy. Um, yeah, I just always, I don't know, I like, I had, well, I had to pay for my car. So I had, had to work so much uh, to pay off my car because my parents co-signed a loan for my car when I got my yeah. car when I was 15. So, oh, wow. Because you could drive to school. In Iowa, it, with a school permit when you were 15, if you went oh, through. Oh, wow, the, really? If you went through the right, yeah, I went through driver's ed and everything, you could drive to school by yourself. Uh, That's crazy. Which was funny because uh, I had friends that I didn't really do it because I was kind of a, for a long time, I was a goody goody. I didn't, I tried not to break the rules and um, <laughs> for the most part, besides, Besides like being a class clown, I got in trouble a lot for that. But besides that, I would not drive out. I was too scared uh, to get in trouble. But I had friends that would just, they would drive everywhere. (laughs) They they wouldn't just go to school. They were going to like wherever they wanted. Yeah, we weren't allowed anything like that until like 16 and a half. You're allowed to drive by ourselves. 16 and a half? Yeah, you'd have to get your permit for six months. Um, yeah, you can get your permit before. Um, I had a friend driving to school because he was a little bit older for our grade, but he was driving to school freshman year of high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. But, uh, yeah, he was, it, he was one of those uh, that, we're both our birthdays are both in March and he would turn like, for example, he turned 16 before I turned 15. It was really weird. He was just like a full year older than I was and was still in our grade. I don't know how that worked. It was weird. He started late. I think that's what what happened. I think a lot of people like go to like kindergarten, like it's called like T1. So they like go to kindergarten and they go to T1 and they go to first grade sometimes. Like I had a lot of friends that were older than me in a younger grade too. 
we got a little off topic here, so I decided to edit a little bit of this out so we could get back to the more important conversation. We could talk about the diagnosis thing, but uh been told I have ADD as well, and uh, it's hard for me to focus on one thing at a time because my brain is just all over the place. Yeah, that um, that's kind of like in the same place I was um, at one point. I was like very I don't know I felt the need to get on like medication for ADHD because I was just like very in my head and it was affecting me more than I ever had and um I think that it has a lot to do with like trapped emotions like I was telling you before and like it'd be really interesting to get to the bottom of like where that OCD diagnosis comes from not just for you but with like for everyone and I'd be interested in talking to you more about that because I think that all mental illnesses can be cured I don't know call me crazy but um or like remediated in some way with like natural medication or natural regime stuff like that um maybe like put in remission type of thing yeah yeah for sure. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of a. I mean, obviously, you're not the only one that feels that way. It's it's tough to say. Like, I truly believe with uh, with OCD in particular. I mean, there's times where it's better, and there's times where it's worse, and that can be dependent on my mood and how I'm feeling in general. It can spike. Do you drink drink a lot of caffeine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried to cut back. I'm cutting. I've cut back on it. Uh, My psychiatrist has uh, been very. uh, She's very clear about that last time I talked to her that I need to cut back on that. That's a hard one to crack. It is because I. I don't know. I. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's definitely. Do you, do you like the taste or do you like the feeling? Oh, it's all about the feeling for me. I'm an addict, so okay. <laughs> like I'm an addictive person. So, uh-huh. uh, I, I used, to, I didn't used to drink for the taste. I didn't. D- yeah. Oh yeah, alcohol for sure. Yeah, not for I, the taste. <laughs> alcohol is never for the taste. Um. Everybody who listens to this knows I've I've been sober for over five years, so I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, that's I really haven't drank in the last year and a half. Yeah, mine was like I drinking. It wasn't just drinking; it got into other substances that I don't say mm-hmm. specifically what they are on here because I don't want to get in trouble with my work. Yeah. But uh, there were other things involved that factored into me having to basically say I need to stop doing all of this and yeah. just be in recovery. And that seems to, that's what sparked my journey was that lifestyle change. Cause that was, it wasn't just the drinking and, you know, yeah. getting messed like up night and day, like the different, like stat lifestyle you can live when you get a get off drinking and substances oh yeah 
And now it's now I'm playing the game of I'm on medication for my OCD, for my anxiety, for my depression, not not anything for ADD because I don't, we talked about Adderall. (laughs) I don't want to take Adderall. Um, Yeah. And uh, so I'm playing the uh, game of trying to limit the amount of medications that I take. Cause at first they kind of, uh, I kind of just went with the doctor recommendations for the most part and just took whatever they prescribed. And I'm at a point where I'm like, I am on too many medications. I need mm-hmm. to, I would like to be on I'm the minimal, you, if you minimal can scale back your caffeine intake, I bet you could be off all of them or at least some of them. Yeah. It, it affects you that much. Like, Basically, what I've come to the conclusion about is that when your nervous system is dysregulated, which means like, simply put, your heartbeat is irregular or beating fast, like too fast, or like, there's some type of stress or um, substance that is affecting your nervous system. And I've seen that it what coffee pop stuff like that sugar even um in excess like it really can affect your regulation and so kind of when you take it upon yourself to put that back into like regulation by doing like you know meditation like calming yourself but also really cutting that caffeine i know it's hard but <laughs> Yeah, um, I think you'll see crazy results and um, it does suck. Like sometimes I'm really tired and I will like just go get a cup of coffee, but even like switching to decaf to like kind of switch your brain because sometimes it just really is a placebo effect. So you could try like half calf or decaf. Yeah, I drink a lot of energy drinks. I know it's terrible. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That that does too. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, oh, they're sugar free though, so it's fine. Uh, I can con- I convinced myself of that for a while. Uh, I know they're bad. For- I know they're bad for me. It's- you like that rush, and that- that's okay. Like, I mean, um, yeah, it is, like you're living your life, so it's not like also, a shameful I, thing. I also have an espresso. Like. I also have an espresso machine. As well. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it's tough. um, Yeah, anxiety, I feel like, is majorly caused by coffee. Caffeine, yeah, caffeine in general. Yeah, caffeine, for sure. But, um, yeah, how to migrate out of that is just, yeah. I have those water enhancers, and they taste really good if you, you know, instead of this. Oh, uh, what are they called? What are they called? Like the like Mio, but I don't like that brand. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I like the ones from Aldi's. If you have an Aldi's near you, I do. Yeah, I always forget about Aldi. I don't know why, because I like it. I I don't like the having to bring my own bags thing. But besides that, I do like Aldi. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, I'd appreciate it if you leave a review, preferably a good one. 
But either way, I appreciate you tuning in to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. Here's more. Yep. Um, and like, just like you could put some carbonation in it and then like the Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid meal, everything. Like that's something that I really use to like cut alcohol, cut like coffee in general. Um, yeah. I've been drinking these, uh, I mean, to switch it up and like, um, kind of like not as an alcohol substitute, but just something different. Uh, I've been drinking this drink called hop water. Uh, it's like, a, it's a car, it's a carbonated water, but it has like hops in it. Like, so it kind mimics beer a little bit. Uh, okay. it also has nootropics in it though, which is cool. Uh, and, cool. and yeah, they have some different flavors, uh, that are really good. So that's something different that I've been trying. Hmm. You have to look it up. I was never really a beer person, but um, I like that the, they're like evolving social drinks. Yeah, know? non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah, it's starting to become more of an industry, which is awesome. Like we have a dry yeah. bar in town. I haven't been there oh, in a really? while. I yeah. actually was in a dry bar in Columbus not too long ago with my friend. We were like the biggest partiers at our college, honestly. Like we were very, very big partiers. And um it was just weird to see us now like at this dry bar. Oh yeah. Just drinking like I think I got like a cucumber mule and like he still drinks, but I was just like, uh, let's just try it. <laughs> yeah. It was really nice. And there was karaoke and it was it was really fun. Yeah. I want to see, I want to talk to the dry. I should talk to them and see if they want to do a, a stand-up show. Maybe that might be another, I've been trying to, I've hosted a couple of shows and uh, I'm taking a break from hosting for a little bit because it got really stressful. Uh, just not losing money because uh, I was, had a deal with the, with the venue where I got the door, but I still had to pay them and it was just, yeah. I learned a lot about event planning just from that. And, but I would like to host because that was like, I bit off more than I can chew. And I try to do like big, these big shows. And my first show did have over 100 people, which was awesome. Oh, wow. Uh, um, but I had never reached that amount again. I got like the yeah, other, I did three shows back to back to back months and uh my first show I had like over 100 and then i had like ah, i was between like 40 and 50 and then the last one was like 50 so 50 or 60 which is still a good amount of people but yeah that's, that's good but the venue was uh a little pricey and uh yeah, I just and I and I, I was just worrying the whole time. Like if I didn't have I was like, I need so many people to get in the door, otherwise I'm not gonna make my money back. Cause I and I and I paid the comedians too, especially the headliner. I had to pay him because I promised him a certain amount, you know, to get him there. And 
so yeah I'd, i was just like i just want to do shows i don't want to host for a while <laughs> like i just want to be on other people's shows so i'm gonna yeah. do that for a little bit but I, w- I would like to start doing like a smaller show maybe like every couple of months and yeah maybe talking to the dry barn because i know a bunch of people in recovery that won't go to some of my comedy shows because they're at a bar mm-hmm. it's hard because then you know especially if you know them from your drinking days um it's hard to like see even your like see the other person like in an i don't know it's like hard to explain um not reverting back to old ways kind of but like seeing them in a new light um it kind of can be tricky sometimes just to like being around people that used to be around when you drank if you didn't both get out of that yeah those those types of people it's just it's not necessarily the same people it's the same types of people that you run into at bars and i don't know i've just been able to since like i told you it's been a long time since i've drank so i don't really care anymore uh i've gotten to the point where i can separate you know i'm here to do comedy i'm here to have a good time i can't just go to a bar and unless i'm meeting someone i could i couldn't just like what i used to do is i would just go to the bar by myself and just hang out and i'd run into somebody i know because i don't live in a really big town uh and i've lived here most of my life so i'd have certain bars where i'd know people and you know they'd show up and i would know that so i could just do that but i don't do things like that anymore if i show up to a bar it's usually because they have food and i'm there to eat yeah uh or I'm doing comedy there. Like there's a purpose for me being there. Not yeah. the purpose is not to drink. So yeah. It's it's eye opening, <laughs> like we said. Oh it's yeah. Truly, truly is. It's just like what do you want to f- like wh- where you were talking about it earlier, what you really want to focus on and what you're that takes like if I have energy points. <laughs> If I had a hundred points per day to spend, drinking would give all of my one hundred. Like there was no way I was gonna work out, eat healthy, go to bed, get a good night's sleep, um, have meaningful conversations, like anything. Literally it took away everything else I could do. So, oh yeah. Um just realizing how much you're capable of when you don't consume alcohol is crazy yeah because it's such a big part of the social structure of our society mm-hmm. it's starting to get better like like we were talking about people you know with this with this dry bars and with other options uh that are non-alcoholic and things like that so it's starting to get a little bit better and i've noticed more people realizing that cutting out alcohol like you have done or cutting back significantly has just changed their life and allowed them to do so many things that they didn't even realize they were capable of. Um, I kind of want to use this like 
comically to go into our other topic um, about also cutting, and then just another thing is um, cutting relationships, like romantic relationships out as well. And I want to kind of talk about the benefits of that because I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about it like that before. Um, I've had one people, one person bring it up very briefly. But yeah, I definitely want to talk about that because you are on a path where you're choosing to be single. Like you told me before we were recording that you haven't even really wanted to even pursue dating for how long now? It's been about a year and a half since my last relationship. I've had a few like um, people text me here and there but nothing more than like two dates, I think, which was actually only one person, but <laughs> yeah, um, like just like the benefits of like not being in a relationship. Like I was always the person in a relationship that was worrying about if the other person was like doing something wrong or um, like cheating or which they usually were or like, I don't know, just talking to other people or just not doing like succeeding in any way, like not doing anything to benefit their lives. Mm. And I was always mainly attracted to people like that, that would just be in for a good time, like go out to the bars, and uh. stuff like that. And um, like have fun. And I just, I wasn't in a right space to do that at that time, but um, I just figured that I should just take a break and work on myself. And honestly, like the past year and a half, I've done so many things and I can't not say that it wasn't because of maybe this as well. Yeah, it can be a real distraction. Yeah. I was just going to say total like distraction, but like, not to say that like romantic relationships aren't important, like they act absolutely are, mm-hmm. but um, just like not having that. I'm 28, so I know you weren't comfortable maybe talking about that, but I don't care. Um, so well, I wasn't sure how comfortable you were, so <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Said, you said it. So. It's okay. Um, so like at 28, not having putting that pressure on myself to go with the status quo in this aspect of my life like find someone um settle down have a wedding have kids like I am happy for the people that do that um I think that's like a great thing obviously and a necessary part of life but for me I just don't see myself walking the same path um and I think that Um, I'm not not looking for a relationship, but I'm just like so insanely picky that if um, I cannot like visibly see how like self-aware you are and just like my standards are very high. So if I could not see like all the things that I would want in somebody, like I have no problem like not getting to know anybody. (laughs) So I don't know if that's a bad thing or not, but. 
it's worked in my favor really well. I think I'm just in a point in my life where I'm like, this is not what I need to focus on right now. But, and I have like more growing to do in that aspect. That is when I, when I tell people that, that I haven't texted the guy back in a year and a half, they're like, what? Like, that's crazy. Like, and I just see their wheels start turning. Like, yeah. <laughs> could I ever? And I'm like, I was that person that I thought I could never, like, I was always talking to somebody or like in yep. a relationship. So, yeah. It's, it's like almost like people make it a part. I actually did talk about this briefly with my friend Jake. People make a relationship as a part of their identity. Yeah. Like that other person's like having another person is like a requirement. Yeah. Which is like, very bad. Like, like Uh, i i would have to agree in some instances like a lot of codependency yeah codependency is what that's is that what that stems from um yeah so like not not being able to answer those identity questions for yourself um which is something i also go over in my mindset program Um, yeah because you don't feel whole by yourself so you think that that's what codependency is like from my understanding is you don't feel whole by yourself. So you need someone to complete you. Need. Yeah. yeah. So I see this like a lot, obviously, like almost everyone has codependency issues and I'm just going to go over like how I got through mine because um, I think it's really interesting actually. Mm-hmm. And this is actually, <laughs> sorry, I keep saying actually. That's all right. Um, I got, I went through all of my stuff and I like, I mentioned maybe, I don't know if we were recording at the time, but I moved to Myrtle beach, um, all last winter and I stayed in Airbnb for five months. Oh, And, um, so when I was going to do that, I threw away a lot and like donated a lot of my stuff and everything that I needed and like, I felt was a necessity was in my car. And a little tiny Jetta, like I got rid of so much stuff. And I think like a fear of like, it was almost like a fear of detachment. Yeah. Like, I was scared to detach from all these physical things. And um, at that point I was like, F it, who cares? Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to pitch all this stuff. But um, now I'm so much more selective about what I buy what I like consume, what I have in like my reality. Um, Especially, especially, especially headphones, right? Yes. (laughs) Um, Sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. uh, Headphones are AirPods only um, because I've had multiple in my car blow up. (laughs) Which is insane. How many you've had blow up? Like we were talking about that. Break or whatever. I don't, exclusively an airpod girl now as airpods are great yeah. <laughs> but um yeah and that's like another thing like the abundance abundance mindset if you ever heard of that is like um not not being fearful that you won't receive it back so mm-hmm. when i was getting rid of all these things that were like half fulfilling me like maybe a shirt that I liked, 
but I didn't love. Like I was keeping that in my space when I could have just given it away. But like that fear of like detachment or fear of not having enough um, kind of crept in. I was like, don't get rid of that. You might need it someday. Ooh, when yeah. I, when I like know for a fact I could get one at the store or order one online tomorrow. Yeah. I really needed it. And like just getting rid of that black mindset of I need to hold on to these things because no, like the actual way around that. And I mean, this has helped me in so many aspects of my life, like fearing death, fearing attachment, like codependency Mm -hmm. is just really watching what I possess, like what I have in my house, what I have in my room, what I travel with and making sure it's like all aligned to me rather than like, I don't love it. That makes sense. Yeah. I, that's definitely relatable for me because I've never, I want, I know that there's like, with the awareness thing, I know that I have way too much. I currently live alone. Uh, It's just me. Well, not alone. My cat runs my house. Um, but yeah, just me and my cat in a two bedroom, very small house. And I just have way too much crap. Like that's just like unnecessary. A lot of it's in the basement, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. But well, if we want to get like very energetic right now, like that stuff is like energetically it could be weighing you down in a sense oh i know that that's something not (laughs) not necessarily the stuff downstairs but there's stuff like just on the main level because it's only the main level in the basement it's a ranch style house so and there's a bunch of crap in my office that i need to like get rid of or organize some of it's stuff like keepsake stuff for sure because it was actually stuff that I got from my grandpa who passed away. Like he used to keep like, he was a collector of a lot of different things. Uh, or he, I wouldn't say he was a hoarder, but he like he liked to keep a lot of different things. Um, and they were or- organized. And I feel like I'm very unorganized and that bothers me. And it definitely is something in the back of my mind all the time. Yeah, just. Well. I, mean, like, I need to declutter is what I need to do. Yes. It it affects you so much more than you would ever think. Yeah. And I've seen some videos on it too. Uh on TikTok, of course. <laughs> TikTok will always show you what you need to know. It's <laughs> the algorithm's so weird. <laughs> it's almost like supernatural, like in that sense. Like yeah. Like you'll be thinking about okay, specifically, I wanted to put gemstones on my nails because I wanted to paint them and put like glue like gemstones down the middle. Mm-hmm. And I did not tell anybody about this. I didn't look up anything online, nothing. There's nobody that knew this except for my own head. And I saw a gemstone video, like a step-by-step tutorial of like where to go get the things, where to how to put them on everything the next day i was like what the heck is going on 
Yeah, they got some stuff going on in China that are just <laughs> they're way ahead Predictive of us. Programming. Oh my god. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. I was so against getting on TikTok for so long. I don't know if that if you had that problem as well. Um where you were like defiantly like I'm not doing it. I that's how I was because I was on you know other social media platforms like Facebook and I was really big on Twitter for a long time. Uh Twitter's funnier now because with the Elon thing. Um I I've been had Twitter in years, honestly. I, I've been on it more recently just because of that. Um, because it's it's just entertaining and yeah. I well, I was like locked out of my account for two years, so I just never got one back. <laughs> I gotcha. And then Instagram, I've been probably on the most. And also Instagram, I've had a lot of good uh we were talking about before we started recording you recently had something go viral on tiktok i've had a couple of things go mini viral on instagram nothing like that completely went off but you had something that really went off but i want to pause for just a second just because i drank way too much water before this so i have to pause to go to the bathroom real quick so give okay. me just a second okay i'll be back too okay okay During this short break here, I wanted to remind everybody that I am on all social media platforms. If you just go to moderndayoverthinker.com or mdoverthinker.com, you'll find all the links. All right. Sorry. It's Christmas Day in my house. Oh, it's set up for Christmas Day? (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I need to put up my tree. I I really don't know why I do it, but uh, because it's just me here, but I take a... I want to start a tradition. Well, I started it last year by taking a picture with my cat in front of my tree. So, (laughs) where I'm holding her and wearing a stupid sweater. (laughs) So, I got to keep that tradition going. You have a huge tree or a little tree? I have a, I think it's six or seven foot tree. Uh, yeah, it's got to be seven or eight because it's taller than me and I'm like almost six foot. So it's a pretty good sized tree. I only got it because I was at a, uh, st- I don't think you have them out east, but it's called Menard. It's like a big hardware store. Uh, and after Christmas, they have a bunch of clearance stuff and they had a tree for like super cheap. Had to edit out a little bit of our Christmas tree conversation, which is not relevant, and brought it right back. I do want to talk about before we uh, before we wrap up here because I I like to keep the episodes around like an hour, hour fifteen minutes. We started sure. recording at about a half hour after we got yeah one thirty twelve thirty one thirty your time twelve thirty my time. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and I wanted to talk about the, the viral video. So I really want you to explain what sparked that. Was that a random video or were you prepared to make that video? It seems like it was spontaneous, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So, um, I was in Detroit at the time, um, for work and I was just like, 
getting ready for bed. I was, wasn't really feeling that good, but I also, when I include that I had a bottle of alkaline water, which is supposed to be like really good for you. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that like increased my mental capacity by any means. So I just want to include that, but I wasn't really feeling good. And I was just like laying in bed and um, feeling like kind of nauseous and I don't know, just not having a really good night. And then I thought about that. And it was so random, but I like messaged my friend, like a voice memo. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, I basically told her exactly what was in the video. And um, when I woke up the next morning, it was very like more viral than I've ever um, had happen. Like I usually get like 400 to around 400 views, I guess, but um, this one, I watched it like at 6,000 likes, 30,000 likes. And I think it's almost at 50, which is crazy. Like, I was like Googling like how many people are in a stadium. It's like 80 to 100,000. And I'm like, 300,000 people have seen this video, which is so insane to me. <laughs> like, yeah, so weird. So let's spark the video and tell us a little bit about what it's about. I'll try to, I'll put a link to it in the, uh, in the description. So I actually randomly actually have exactly what I said written down in that video, because I was going to try to remake it a little bit faster because everyone was like, you, you talk so slow. And I was like, okay, well, that happens to me too. (laughs) Yeah, so I actually have it. So it says, when we raise our or change our subconscious vibration, um, people not on the same wavelength get removed. So if different versions of ourselves are happening all at once, we might be talking and associating with their autopilot. Like everyone chooses what dimension they're on right now. Like say it's one to 10 and I pick nine, but I was really at a six. I had all these friends to six but now I'm a nine and I can see them in the physical reality, but they're still operating at a six. So at a nine, they're on auto, they're on their autopilot and they're not like fully there because they're still at a six. Not any, not saying anyone is like better than the other, but, um, and then I go on to use an example of the same thing, but A to E instead of one through 10. Mm -hmm. And um, so basically the same thing. And I could talk to them, but nothing would register because they're not operating in that reality. So basically what I'm saying here is that I guess you'd have to have like a lot of pre, pre-notioned beliefs. Um, so kind of my belief system is that we're like almost, I, I struggle with even saying this because I'm not 100% sure on this, but I kind of operate out of a reality that like everyone that I meet is a version of myself in a way and it's a reflection of me. So um, basically that um, we are the universe experiencing itself. I raise my vibration, which can be done through self-love. And I've, I've seen this happen. Like I know it's a real thing. Um, so like when you raise your vibration, you kind of resonate differently with other people, like how you were saying, like you 
um, when you made life changes, you started associating with different people. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the thing is, like, what I've been re- recently realizing is that these people that, like, have exited my life, they're not really mad at me. They don't really, like, have anything against me, anything like that. So we're not fighting. It just seems like they're, like, like on autopilot almost. Like, they're just kind of, like, going through the motions of our friendship. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, my decision at that time whether I were to end the friendship or kind of, like, wait for them to reach my level again. Not saying one is better than the other. Like, we're just at different levels so it's like we're like different lessons that we're learning at this time Mm -hmm. um it kind of just gets into that and a lot of people resonate with it um like almost i think i have like ten thousand comments or something i actually don't know maybe like eight um but just saying like oh my gosh like this realization was so important for me and this resonated and like when I hear that it resonates with people and like I almost got no backlash off that at all which was so surprising but um you haven't gotten about you haven't gotten any any trolls nothing like no not really I've had to delete a couple comments due to like um just some like something I wouldn't want my like employer seeing or something like that but like nothing that was like i hate you like stop spewing this like yeah yeah which is like I, you think of viral videos you think of like trolls like oh yeah um stuff like that so it was just like really eye-opening to see that audience that i created in that video which was like all of the comments resonate with me like everything anyone replied i could like almost like go off of because I knew that they understood it and like for me that just like let me that realization like let me forgive so many people in my life so I think it was like a really good realization to come to (laughs) oh yeah and what sparked the the idea of you wanting to put that out there um I kind of use my TikTok as like a journal for myself. Like I am my best audience. Like I am my biggest audience. I am my most watched audience. Like I watch my videos. I don't know. Like I just watch them all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, I use it as an experiment. Like if I had a life path, I think it would be like the experimenter because I'm always like, thinking of new things and like what theories would work and experimenting in my day-to-day of like oh this works this doesn't so when I look back at those videos I like remember what headspace I was in and what I've Mm. done differently since then and um just as like my own little check-in so what I was making it for was so I would remember it the next day because it was it felt like something that would very much easily slip away from me that makes sense yeah one of those thoughts that you're just like oh my gosh you go to write it down you're like what was i thinking 
Yeah, I, almost, I, have, like, I have to do that all the time. Uh, well, yeah, with jokes, <laughs> but with other yeah. things as well. I've write, written down ideas that like, oh, I'll forget about this for sure if I don't write it down. Or yeah. I do, I do like, like whole voice memos. Notes. Yeah, voice memos. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think you just solved my problem right there. W- voice um, memos? Yeah. I always think of like my best ideas and like the car while I'm yeah. driving. Yep. Yep. That's why or, voice memos are clutch. Yes. And you start doing that when I think about it. Yeah. So and you don't also, crash um, your car. In the to shower. Put in. Like it's two places where I can't be on my phone mm. and like sharing this information or whatever. Like, yeah, it always comes then. So. <laughs> yeah. Mine's in the car a lot too. So that's why the voice memo started happening. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I I have to remember. There's been multiple times where I've thought of something where I'm like, where I didn't write it down or I didn't record it. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. And then like, I have just like a notes page in my phone. So like Mm -hmm. I would stop to text it if I was driving, but, um, which I don't, but um, when I go through them like years later, like I just organized like all my notes from like 2016 um like six years worth of like my random ass ideas mm-hmm. uh, i have read through them and i'm like what is this what is this I who is this person yeah, yeah. <laughs> so going through them periodically is fun too it's like it's like facebook memories oh, yeah <laughs> i've had to delete yeah. a few of those <laughs> i definitely have to Especially like my um, post from like ninth grade. Ninth grade. <laughs> yeah, I had a Facebook in ninth in ninth grade. Yeah, eighth grade actually, two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight was when I yeah because you're four years younger than me. That's when I graduated high school. My Facebook mm-hmm. started in oh six. So. Yeah, you weren't oh. even allowed to get a Facebook unless you had like a college email or something at first. At first, at first, I snuck on. <laughs> yeah, I was on this. Yeah, sophomore year of high school, which was when I started partying. <laughs> so there's a lot of dumb, yeah. dumb stuff on there that I've had to delete. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to look back at, though. I just make everything private. Yeah, I uh, I, th- I actually tried to find you on Facebook. I couldn't find you. Oh yeah, I'm pretty hidden. Yeah, you're hidden. <laughs> See, I'm not hidden at all because I can't be. Now that I've opened myself up, I could be, but with comedy, my page is my page. I'm a creator on Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram. They switch my page to creator mode, so I. I haven't made money on my personal, but I've made money on the modern day overthinker. I guess so. I guess the, the podcast itself hasn't made money, but the Instagram account has. I make like from reels, like a hundred bucks a month or something. For real? Yeah. Reels are where yeah. it's at. Yeah, you should post that, take that TikTok and put it on Instagram reels and see if it blows is there up. A on way there. to do it um, that is. For three minute videos, 
oh yeah it's three minutes so no no you're gonna have to do like a part one part two part three kind of thing oh um, true you'd have, you'd have to do it that way which um, also which can work uh i haven't seen it done as much on instagram the part ones part twos part threes the tiktoks those get me all the time i'm like i hate you guys so much for doing this because <laughs> i know they had more time and they still like oh i'm gonna have to i'm running out of time i have to do part two it's like no you are not running out of time or or i just like can never or they set it at 60 seconds maybe or they set it at three minutes i just got a notification that i could do a 10 minute video on tiktok i'm like are you serious what is youtube now like what's going on oh yeah that's way too long for my attention span no i don't want to (laughs) watch 10 minute tiktok video I think that just like that's what I need. Like I feel like I need a longer platform. That's you. That's gonna be YouTube then. Yeah, because that's what I'm realizing. I can't get. I mean, I talk slow to begin with, but I can't get it out in three minutes. Like I'm like, I just got to the intro by then. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know how people do that. YouTube's a good one for that and also youtube also if you end up getting a good following on youtube youtube pays their creators the most i've never like sat down and watched a youtube video that like wasn't like working out or like songs like i really i mean actually no that's a lie a lot of my college degree was from youtube um like learning things on there so i guess not but I don't know. I just never been like a entertainment consumer on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's just so many different, there's so many different avenues of YouTube. You have to check that out. Um, Yeah. Getting a lot of like the funnel, like I'm almost glad that that went viral because I was kind of like in shock of the foundation that I didn't have, which I thought I did of like how to generate you know something like that where you get so much traffic into sales and to like helping people Mm -hmm. um like my selling my pdfs selling my workbooks selling my coaching programs stuff like that um it was just not in place like for what i was trying to do and i would never thought that that would go viral in any like that was not my intention when i posted it i had that's just going to see how it works (laughs) yeah and um so like just that initial like i'll be ready next time when it happens um which i think is important and it's like a really good growing opportunity and i got like seven or like six thousand followers from that yeah just one video i was like what yeah it's completely shifts everything yeah it's like you have new things to think about now um and it's really different it's like but like i i obviously like that's just happened once it's not like every video is going viral now or anything like that Um, no but you may be they may push your videos more. Yeah. That's what I'm banking on, maybe. Now that you are have broken through. 
I don't, I'm I don't confident know. in that. And like the algorithm's weird, so. Page. I'm confident in like my TikTok page that I just like kind of um, promote self-love and like I try to really veer anything toxic that I like deem as toxic away, mm-hmm. um, such as a lot of like society standards and um, just status quo. Like it break, it's very much breaking status quo and looking at things differently. So, um, I wouldn't be mad if my whole TikTok blew up. So, yeah. Have you uh, been invited to the Creator Fund yet, or do you have to? I think you have to have ten thousand followers, right? If I'm not mistaken. That could be right. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've looked into that. I've heard it's not even that great anyway. Yeah, I haven't heard. Like, I don't know. Like, the the money is, like, not on the forefront of my mind right now. Yeah, I get it. I get um, it. It very much was for a long time. But now that I have, like, another job and, um, like, getting paid more than I ever have, like, it's almost, like, I was given the opportunity to, like, shift my focus on actually like having fun again and provide providing like value um instead of just like going off what pe- other people would like because I know that's very easy like I, I know how to make a TikTok go viral you just like kind of bring up those general topics of like people fighting like you know like what state is better pineapple on pizza or like create an argument like that's definitely how you go viral but um yeah because like comments like that drives the views for sure oh so, yeah um i don't know it just like was interesting but i actually like went with my gut and provided some value what i thought was just for me but um that a lot of other people resonated with it's really honestly like the most eye-opening experience yeah i can only imagine i haven't had anything like that happen uh at the same time it doesn't change anything though like it really doesn't (laughs) no no but it gives you an opportunity that you didn't think you had yeah to reach more people was maybe like the slight validation that I needed to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I was gonna stop, but that um, gives you extra drive. Yeah. Well, I think we should probably stop there, just because it's, <laughs> it's been two hours. <laughs> yeah, not quite, but. I don't like to go over too much. There's going to be some part. Well, obviously where we both took a break there, I had to edit that out, but uh, I appreciate you spending a Saturday afternoon with me though. That's really awesome. I'm surprised neither of us were busy. My weekends have been weird lately. I've been having weekends where it's like all weekend. I'm just like got something going on to this weekend was more open, which was great. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on here. I think I broke my fear of public speaking. Yeah, there you go. I feel like that nervous. (laughs) 
Yeah, people always get are, are more nervous at the beginning, and then once you get into it, it's just kind of like, oh, I forgot we were even recording. Yeah, I might feel differently when I hear myself talking back, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you watch your own videos, it's not that much different. Yeah, true. 